Uh. So, for the past several years, probably upwards of five years, maybe. I don't think it's been that long. It might be. It might be coming up on five years now. I don't know. But uh, occasionally when I take my dad to the doctor or uh, grocery shopping or whatever the case may be, uh, I tend to sit in the car and talk to myself and record it about various things occurring in my life during that time. Well, there's people next to me, you know, look like I'm talking to myself. So I'm going to let you in on, um, I'll let you in on my little world here. I'll send uh, I'll send you this, uh, Mariah. I will send you this uh, recording. So anyway, it's always funny to me because he's he, he's a drug addict. He's a fucking junkie. He's addicted to opiates. He's on oxycodone. Uh, he gets about two hundred pills a month of uh, I think fifteen milligram. Uh, oxycodone tabs, and he takes, you know, probably, I don't know, whatever the fuck 30 divided by 200 is, he takes quite a bit a day, you know, what is that, like, um, less than 10, more than 5, and, uh, what would it be, 4, 28, uh, 5 would be 35, so, I don't know, so around there, around 4, 4 pills a day or so, maybe 5. And it's always funny because he's such a fucking cheapskate that he doesn't, if he knows he's going to the doctor, he won't take his dose, uh, you know, his required uh, dose or his uh, whatever fucking dose he thinks he should be taking at the time. He'll wait till he gets to the doctor. And, and I noticed this dynamic shift in his personality. You know, he's really, he's really like antsy and like really weird. Uh, when it's time to go, come on, we gotta go, we, we gotta go, come on, hurry up, we, we gotta go. You know, and he's really jibber-jabbery, and, and just overall anxious uh, type of person. And then, uh, when he gets out, he's just super fucking high, super fucking stoned. You know, and he's like, yeah, what's cool, where are we going? Oh, I gotta go to the grocery store to get a prescription, I gotta... It's like fucking slow motion with this guy, and, uh, you know, one of the reasons why I have to drive him around is because the doctors, all of his doctors, except for this one guy who, who actually writes the scripts for his oxy, tell him, you can't drive, man, you should not be driving a motor vehicle, you are on so many fucking narcotics that, uh, if you got in an accident, they would sue the fuck out of you, because they would do a blood test, they'd see all the meds around. His meds explicitly say, do not drive motor vehicles. Do not operate heavy machinery. You know, literally, like, find a comfy fucking place and sit down because you're about to be fucked up for four hours. And, uh, you know, ultimately, since uh, him and my father share the, the or my mother and him share the, the same insurance, 
they would sue her too. They would go after her. So she's pretty adamant about him not driving the vehicle, and uh, you know I don't I don't blame her for that. Um, she suggested multiple times they get a divorce. Uh, you know, continue living together, but get a divorce, and then he gets his se uh, separate insurance policy uh, for himself on his own vehicle that he purchased himself. That way, if he did get into an accident, there would be no, you know, legal precedence for anyone to sue my mom. And that, uh, well, he won't do it. He, he, he doesn't want to do it. See, essentially, what, what's happening right now is he is basically a human being that exists for no other reason than for us to do things for. He uh, he doesn't leave uh, the house uh, outside of uh, when I take him somewhere or my mom takes him somewhere. Uh, even if even if he wanted to do something other than go to the doctor or, or to the grocery store to pick up his drugs, even if he was capable of doing those things, he wouldn't want to. Like He just essentially sits there and uh, he watches Western TV program uh, all day long. You know, he gets up uh, maybe around noon, 1, 1 p.m., and uh, he, he will go right to the couch. And he will stay there all day long uh, watching westerns, occasionally getting up and going into the kitchen and eating and drinking one of the following. Uh, Yo play yogurts. Um, glass after glass. Probably he goes through about a half a gallon of almond chocolate milk a day. So the refrigerator has, you know, three to four gallons of that shit in half-gallon jugs at all times. And that, that's one of the reasons why I'm here now at this grocery store. He said we needed to pick up groceries for things that we didn't have. He's not going to get macaroni and cheese. He's not going to get beans. He's not going to get, uh, you know, gratin potatoes. He's not going to get vegetables. He's not going to get food uh, or, or things like that that we make for dinner, like when I make stuff for dinner or mom makes stuff for dinner. He's not going to get those types of items. He's, he's going to get his chocolate milk, probably two to three gallons of chocolate milk. He's going to get uh, his uh, grape juice, or his, um, not, not grape juice, but uh, cran apple. Oh no, was it cran apple or cran raisin juice? I don't know what the fuck it is. It's some weird shit uh, with the juice. Cran something. Cranberry? I know, not, not like standard cranberry, but like cranberry and then like strawberry or something. He's going to get that, uh, probably a gallon jug of that, maybe two gallon jugs of that. Cran grape, that's what it is, cran grape. Uh, he's going to get two boxes of fudge sickles and two boxes of dream sickles and probably 20 to 30 Yoplait yogurts. Okay, That's what he's going to get. That's the things that we're out of as a family that he says. I said, why do we have to go to the grocery store? I, we did, I just picked up your prescriptions the other day. Oh, i got to get some groceries that we're out of. And that's encompassing to how this person acts, where he doesn't give a fuck about anybody but himself. Like, I hate this dude. Like, I fucking hate him. I want him to die. I can't wait to him. I want him to take a handful of those fucking pills and go to fucking sleep, man. And yet, here I am, driving him around... Taking dealing with his bullshit conversation that he has about stupid stuff, and um, and for no other reason other than I, you know, he's my dad, and I feel obligated, and it's fucked up because uh, it makes me angry. He knows it makes me angry, uh, but he has no other method 
to uh, acquire these things. You know, the the difficult part is with these doctors is he goes to, you know, three or four different doctors for the same thing, and he gets prescribed all these different meds, and then he goes to he makes us go like me and my mom. He makes us go to different places to pick up these prescriptions, and I find it strange that in in this day and age there isn't some sort of network. Uh, com- you know, a, a computer network that would uh, identify a, a patient and the scripts that he's being written. So if he goes to Cub Foods here and he picks up his prescription for, uh, you know, some other painkiller or muscle relaxant or antidepressant or whatever it is, then he goes to a different doctor, gets the same meds prescribed to him, and goes to Walgreens, right? And then he goes to CV CVS. And none of those pharmacies are, are linked together in any way. They don't know what he's getting. They don't know. And that, that just seems like federally regulated narcotics should be fucking tracked. And, uh, you know, essentially he's a drug addict. And what he's doing technically is not illegal. So there's nothing we can do about it. And it's not up to the doctors uh, to go in and find out who he's seeing and what he's being prescribed uh, in other, other areas. And you know, we've we've commented many times, like to, like on Thursday, I have to drive him to St. Louis Park, which is essentially 45 minutes away. Uh, during rush hour, he's got to be there at uh, like 3 o'clock. So, you know, on the way home, it's going to be rush hour coming through Minneapolis. So I'm looking at probably more likely an hour and 15, uh, even up to an hour and a half, depending on how bad the traffic is coming back here. So it's a, it's a hell of a drive. It's a long time in a vehicle. And... Essentially, the only why he has to go this far is because the doctor that he was normally getting his uh, stuff from. Uh, I'm sorry, Brooklyn Park is where I have to go. St. Louis Park is where we used to go. And that was uh, about a half an hour, 35-minute drive. Now he has to go to Brooklyn Park, which is even further away. That doctor that he gets his oxycondone uh, from uh, is, a, is a cash-based doctor. You can't go in there with an insurance card. He, he's not at a fucking doctor's office. The guy works in a goddamn office building, like next to a lawyer, a fucking counselor, a goddamn, you know, uh, Chinese nail shop. I don't give a, I don't know. But he's not in, like, an official medical facility. The guy's just in a regular office building in a fucking strip mall. And he dishes out oxycodone to people who come in with cash. He's a pain management doctor. He runs a pain management specialty. That's what he does. So, and and I'll sit there for you know he's in there for maybe twenty minutes, fifteen minutes. It's pretty in and out. Uh, and I'll sit there for that you know period of time in the car, and I'll watch, you know, people come in and out and in and out and in and out. I mean, and he's got a, a partner that he works with too. So I mean, it's just in that f- probably twenty-five minute period when I'm sitting out in the car from when I pull up. You'll see people, and this is the old place, you'll see people coming out, you know, one every five minutes, somebody coming out. Every five minutes, somebody coming out. Every five minutes, somebody coming in. You know, I would say close to maybe, well, I don't know, five to six people in that 20, 25-minute period of time, you know. So even figure 10 an hour, the guy works 10 hours a day. It's 100 people he's seeing a day, giving this oxy to. And uh, they're, it's like a, it's like 165 bucks or something crazy that he charges for this. Maybe maybe it's even 200 bucks now. I don't know. Like like 10 dollars a pill or a dollar a pill or something. Because he gets like 200 pills. So this guy's making at least 100 bucks, uh, you know, off each person, and he's got 
10 people come and have uh, an hour. That's a thousand dollars an hour this guy's making, right? So, you know, a thousand bucks an hour, 10 hours, it means like $10,000 a day this guy's making selling fucking oxy, 50 grand a week, $200,000 a month, you know, $2.4 million a year selling fucking Oxycontin. Get me into that business, right? But at the same time, like, that doctor's a piece of shit. Like, I understand, hey, if, if, you know, it's a, it's a drug dealer mentality. If I'm not going to do it, somebody else is going to sell it to him, you know? So I might as well be the one to make the money. Well, you're also the one facilitating a fucking terrible, terrible thing to these people. Like, the Oxycontin, there's literally no reason to take it other than you're addicted. Like, it fundamentally, it's the same thing as heroin. It's very close. Uh, its chemical structure is very close. Uh, it's a heroin. It has some different effects uh, than heroin. It's a lot, you know, obviously less risky uh, than heroin. It's, you know, federally mandated and governed and all that kind of stuff. Whereas heroin it could be cut with something else or whatever. But, you know, fundamentally it's the same stuff. And he's going to get his dope. And, uh, you know, that's what this has been for the past, you know, probably... Well, this kind of started before I went to the prison. So you're looking at, you know... 14 years now, 15 years of him doing this. Same shit all the time. And he's, he's OD'd. He's OD'd uh, since I came back in uh, 2012 to live with my folks. He's OD'd twice. So two times in you know, less about four years or so, he's OD'd. To the point where he was on the floor drooling, foaming at the mouth. You know, We've had the ambulance come twice for him because he took too much drugs. And what's happened is not only is he on OxyContin... He's also on, you know, things like Klonopin, which is a, sort of an anti-anxiety medication. He's on Zoloft and Paxil, which are antidepressant, anti-anxiety medications. He's on um, uh, some other, uh, not, not uh, like Prozac type stuff for anti-depression. And he's on um, some other pain management uh that's the whole lot of people next to me. I suppose I could just talk to the phone like this. So, so you know, he's uh, he's quite uh, he's quite in the, in the mix of the drug thing, and it's become a problem to the point where you know my mod did he. She doesn't want to be there anymore, but she's kind of stuck as well. You know, she looks at it like this. She says, well, you know, I look at, I've been married to this guy since, you know, 1984, right? So what is that, 30 years ago? Um, 30 plus, 30, 32 years ago. You know, I've been married to this guy, and I had I had a really good, you know, 20-some years with them. Like, we went out, they went on cruises all the time, they were on the same softball team, they went out, they partied. And she says, you know, I, I love him for that. I love him for taking care of me when, uh, you know, she, you know, a single mom, and uh, I didn't have anywhere to go, and he took me in, and he cared for me, he made me laugh, uh, treated me like a lady. She says, I, I always look back on that, and, uh, you know, and I know it's not the same guy anymore. And it isn't. It's the same. It's it's not the same dude. Like, he's a totally different dude. And it's, like, drug-induced, this guy. So it's, um... And it's fucked up because, like, I've, you know, I've been around the block. 
You know what I mean? I've fucking dealt with junkies for years when I was selling dope. You know, and they're all the same, you know. Whether they're doing fucking smack or, or, or blow, you know, they still have that junkie mentality. They might the effects of the of the drug essentially are different, but you know, when they're not high and they need to get some they need to get high, they act the same way. And this it's how he acts all the time. He's very um you can't confront him about anything. He's constantly in denial. He won't. Uh, he won't engage in a conversation that ultimately will lead to, you know, anyone else being correct and him being wrong. He's very opposed to, to doing anything for anybody else. Uh, extraordinarily selfish. For example, when I go pick up, uh, you know, items for him at the grocery store when he's not feeling good, and I have to go pick up his prescriptions for him. Uh, you know, he'll give me, you know. $45, and the prescription will be like fifty-two eighty-six or some shit, and I'll have to cover it. And I'm like, oh, you shorted me again. He shorts me every single fucking time. I tell him, just give me like a $100 bill, dude. I'm sick of fucking coming out of my own pocket paying for your fucking medication. Well, I don't want to break a $100 bill. You know, it's like, well, fuck you, man. You know, but here I go, I still do it. And, the, and, and, and honestly, the reasons why I do these things, the reason why I'm here now, the reason why I was here earlier today, the reason why I continue to do this stuff is because if I didn't do it, he would make my mom do it. And she's already doing all sorts of other shit. You know. She pays, he pays the mortgage with his Social Security that he got because he finally fucking convinced Social Security that he's disabled. They fought him for like seven years. Seven years he didn't work, wasn't getting paid at all for Social Security because they're like, dude, you're not disabled. You know, like you have, uh, you know, a fucked up circulatory system, yeah, but uh, you're not disabled. You can work. And they, he fought him for like seven years and he, he actually won because he had a stroke, uh, like a legitimate stroke. His eye went blind. He uh, <laughs> It was kind of funny. He's like, uh, he was all droopy faced and talking weird, and I was like, "What the hell's wrong with you?" He's like, "I don't know. I can't see out of my eye." And uh, so we took him to the hospital. He had a he had a stroke, and he had his crot part of his carotid artery removed and scraped. He took a bunch of plaque out, and probably within a few months after that, this was you know about a year and a half ago, two years ago, he got uh, he got his social security, and not only did he get approved for social security, they fucking paid him. All the way back seven, eight years in a lump sum check of what he would have gotten thus far if he would have been on Social Security the entire time. You know, which was like 1800 bucks a month or something crazy. So he got a ton of fucking money up front, dude. Like $70,000 or something. I don't remember what it was. It was retarded. And he's on his Social Security now. So he's got all this cash now because he blew his inheritance that his dad gave him. On a bun- I don't even know what he bought with it, but uh, they blew all the money I, all, all the money I gave them uh, in 2006, 2007, upwards, uh, probably, probably close to fifty thousand dollars I made them uh, doing some uh, real estate stuff for them, and uh, that's all gone. He blew all that, so my mom pays for everything else. She pays for the cable bill, the internet bill, the direct TV, the food, the electricity, the gas, the garbage, uh, you know, the gas for the cars, the insurance for the car, uh, his cell phone that he desperately fucking needs, his iPad that he needs. And he pays for the mortgage, but that's it. And, um, 
but he's sitting on this lump sum, which, you know, is fine, whatever. And, uh, but I just wonder what he's going to do when he dies. I don't think, because he doesn't have a will. He does not have a will. And my mom, he hasn't crossed the line to the point where my mom could file for power of attorney. But, uh, yeah, he, does, he doesn't have a will. And I, I think that when he dies, he's not going to give that money to anyone. You know, and I don't care who he gives it to, right? My mom, uh, his his real son, who doesn't even talk to him anymore, uh, or or anybody. You know, I don't I don't think he's gonna give it to anyone. I really don't. I think he'd rather just it go away, uh, or be consumed by some agency that you know seizes estates of people who don't have wills. I think he would rather do that than give it to someone. That's how much of a piece of shit he is. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. You know, maybe he has a will and just didn't tell anybody about it. But uh, he told my mom that uh, if she divorces him, <clears throat> he will bleed her dry. He, he like literally, that's what he said to her. If you divorce me, I will bleed you dry. And uh, like that makes me want to hit him over the head with a tire iron. Because what a fucking cocksucking piece of shit to say that to his wife. You know? Like, how, what kind of a fucking shit fuck person are you that would say that to your wife? And the reason is, is because when my my grandma died a couple years ago, um, she had a house on Prior Lake. It was a great place. We spent a lot of time there. And, like, uh, it was always her goal to sell the house for around $500,000 give each of her three daughters a hundred grand, right? And then give the grandkids, there's five of us, uh, 25,000, and then give her great-grandchildren, which there's three of them, uh, 10,000 or 15,000 or something, I don't know. And the rest of the money to pay, like, back taxes or whatever it was, because my grandpa, like, built this driveway that he wasn't supposed to build and the city fined him or something put a lien on the house anyway well my grandma the last year i i, I won't get into that now that i talk about that on another recording but uh anyway grandma changed the will and gave 51 percent of her estate to my mom so my mom got all that money when they sold the house and my dad said that he's entitled to half of that because they're married. And he bugs her and asks her all day, every day about shit. And he gets he's pissed off because she's sitting on all this cash and um, he doesn't have any of it. He doesn't have access to it. And he wants half of it. And, uh, you know, that's just the kind of piece of shit he is. You know, my mom, since my grandma died, I know it's fucked up, but she's been very, like cool about everything and happy she's gone on two or three cruises she goes up north all the time she goes down south to the front she's been traveling you know and then my dad's like well i, I want to go on some of these trips and then she'll ask hey you want to go and oh no i don't feel good you know last year we went to um i told my mom i wanted to go to yellowstone national park so we went there and uh you know, he wanted to go, and it was good. I was, like, happy that he went, you know. I was like, cool, you know. 
But, you know, he's a drag ass. He sat in a fucking car all the time. You know, we'd go walk up and down, look at the bubbling springs and the hot pools and all that kind of cool shit, and he'd just sit in the fucking car. You know, a couple times he went out and looked at some stuff, but, you know, the the problem is with him is because he's he's such a compulsive liar and he's so vain, so fucking vain, that he couldn't bring himself to admitting that he was capable of doing some of these things. And I know it bugged him. I could see the look in his eyes. And it wasn't a look like, oh, man, I really want to go walk over there and look at that, you know, really cool colored hot pool of water, you know. But I can't because I'm sick. It wasn't that kind of a look. It was a look like, fuck, if I go over there and walk up that hill to look at that thing that I really want to look at, they're going to say to me, well, see, you can walk up there. You should, when we get home, you should walk more. Or when we get home, you can do chores now. Or when we get home, you can do this. So this fucking piece of shit would rather sit in the fucking car and lie to himself, lie to us, to make us think that he's weak and can't move than to go see something that he's never going to see again and has never seen in his life anyway because he never actually went there to see it. He'd rather not do any of that stuff than to admit that, hey, maybe I'm not as, as sick as I'm making out myself out to be. And it shit, like this right here, like, look at, like, this is fucking bullshit. 25 minutes I've been fucking talking on this thing. 25 fucking minutes, and he's still in there. Doing what? I don't know. But this is, this is actually 25 minutes. That's pretty good. I, I would I'd be safe to assume I'm going to be out here for at least another 20 minutes before he comes out. Because he goes in there and he just fucking takes his time, doesn't give a fuck about me sitting in the goddamn car waiting for him. He's picking out his stupid fucking milk and his goddamn, I don't even know, his yogurt. Make sure he gets all the same yogurts. He gets dreamsicle flavored fucking Yoplait yogurts. You know, I went, I watched him over, we I don't know, it was last year, I think, or something. And he ate two dreamsicles. Okay, this is what he ate. I was sitting there the whole time. He ate two dreamsicles, okay? Drank a big mug, like a, you know, like the big mug of beer. You know, what is that, like a 30 ounce beer or something? A big mug of that fucking cran grape juice. Uh, two so and a thing of yogurt, right? So I went in the kitchen, and I looked at how much sugar was in all of these things, and it was like it was fucking stupid how much it was. It was like I think it ended up being like 125 grams of sugar. Um, and that's you know, a, a five grams of sugar is one table a tablespoon or sorry, a teaspoonful of sugar is 5 grams of sugar. So I put 125 grams worth of sugar, I scooped it out of the bag, and I put it in a fucking clear glass. And it, this shit was like, you know, 4 inches thick of sugar. And I went out there and I set it on the fucking, I set it on his little table at the time when we had a table out there. And I said, this is how much sugar you just ate. And he's like, well, don't give me that shit. You know, your mom makes greasy food all the time. She was really concerned. And then, and bam, right there again. Instant deflection, instant attack on somebody else for someone else's doing something, not taking responsibility on his own actions. 
He can't fucking fess up to shit that he does. I'm like, dude, you just ate 125 grams of fucking sugar. Like, literally sugar. And I'm not talking about calories here. I'm not talking about total grams of carbohydrates. I'm talking about carbohydrates from sugar. 125 grams. There's probably more uh, carbs in there from, you know, various other things. You know, probably exceeding, you know, 150 to 175 total grams of carbohydrates in that particular um, uh, food that he ate. And he does that all the time, and he's been doing that all the time, every day. Dream sickles, fudge sickles, glasses of this fucking almond milk. Oh, this almond milk is better for you than regular milk. It's got less fat. I'm like, yeah, but it's got two times as much sugar. You fucking retard. So last, uh, you know, winter, when he got, uh, he, he had to get uh, stints put in his heart again, the doctor told us and him, uh, you don't have any more veins in your body that we can take anything from, and all of your veins around your heart are already stinted now. So you, if this happens to you again, you're just going to die. And he said, you know, it's not a death sentence, though. You need to exercise. Exercise isn't going to kill you. Exercise, you're not going to have a heart attack from exercising. He's like, you need to get up. You need to walk around, at least walk around your yard once a day. Stop eating shit with sugar in it. Start eating vegetables and fruits and, uh, you know, good food. Chicken breasts and, you know, fish. And what does he do? Oh, yeah, doctor, yeah, I've had a real awakening on life. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just feeding us that stupid fucking bullshit junkie line that everything's going to be all right and I, I got it under control bullshit, dude. And it's like, I just look at my mom like, this guy is such a fucking cocksucker. And she don't know the difference. She wants to believe him, right? She cares about the guy. But ultimately, he don't give a fuck about anybody. Anybody but himself. And one of these days... I'm going to walk upstairs, and he's going to be dead on the fucking couch. And I'm going to fucking smile. I'm going to smile, and I'm going to say, about fucking time, dude. And I'm not going to I'm not gonna kiss him. I'm not going to hug him. I'm not going to cry. I'm going to call the fucking 911 from the phone that I gave him. And I'm going to say, yeah, my dad's dead on the couch. Can you come here and get his stinking fucking corpse out of here and they're going to come and take his ass away you know and call mom hey mom uh, dad's dead he died on the couch and she'll say oh did he poop all over like that's what my mom will say like she doesn't give she she doesn't care about him either like how fucked up is that right like that's fucked up on our part too that we live with this guy we we associate with this guy we hang out with this guy that neither one of us can stand for the same reason, literally the same reason, that we feel obligated to him. We feel obligated to take care of him. And uh, it just, uh, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. And I know that, you know, the reason why I moved back in there is because, you know, all these things that I do throughout the week for the past several years, if I wasn't to do them, my mom would have to do them. In order for her to do them, she would either need to pile on more shit to do during the day uh, or stop doing things that she would otherwise prefer to do or stop doing things that would make her money 
uh, in order to take him around and transpo his ass to all these various locations. So, I mean, that's another reason why I do it. In the moment I leave, I know that uh, all of that responsibility is going to fall on her shoulders again. And, uh, you know, like right now, I'm kind of like this buffer between her and him. You know, she vents to me and talks about all this bullshit he does and says to her, you know, like, this cocksucker doesn't do anything all day. I'm not even fucking lying here. He sits on the fucking couch, dude, 12 hours a day watching westerns and eating fucking popsicles. Like, that's all this motherfucker does, right? And, you know, he, he and then my mom comes home after working 12 hours, cleaning houses, doing whatever she does. She comes home, and then she makes him dinner. Whatever it is. Meatloaf, lasagna, spaghetti, fucking shepherd's pie, sloppy joes, whatever the case may be. She makes him food. And every single time, she bitches about it. Or he bitches about it. Oh, this is really salty. Oh, I don't like these noodles. Oh, you should... I don't know why you're cooking this. I don't want to eat that. Oh, this. you should have let me cook this. You know, if I cooked this, it would taste like this. If I did that, I didn't. My mom, being my mom, is just, you know, oh, well. You just, you know, I made it, you know. Blah, 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 you know. But she's, you know, doesn't want to get in a fight with him. And I come upstairs, and I, you know, I hear him saying these things. And I'm always like, oh, mom, this is delicious. Yeah, this tastes really good. Thank you, you know. And not even, it's not like I'm lying. Like, I do enjoy, you know, our cooking's good and stuff, but, uh. You know, it's more the fact that hey, I'm just trying to show some appreciation for some fucking asshole who doesn't, who doesn't, who just talks shit and bitches about everything all the fucking time. <clears throat> and uh, still not here yet. Twenty-five minutes, so it's been ten minutes or so since uh, I last checked the fucking time. He's inside of Cub Foods. What the fuck could you be doing in there for thirty-three minutes? I have not spent 33 minutes inside of a Cub Foods cumulatively throughout my entire life. Dude, get in there, get your shit, and get out. But the problem is, A, he likes being slow. He likes fucking walking around doing nothing. And then the funny thing is he always pretends like, oh, you should have seen this lady in there. She was checking me out. Like, motherfucker, you look like you're 98 years old. You dress like a vagabond. No one's fucking looking at you. In any way other than complete bewilderment of how someone as decrepit and delusional as you look is out on their own shopping. So, that's the other reason why I don't go in there. Like, he wants me to go in there and push the cart and get the stuff for the groceries. I I sit in the fucking car. Go get your own fucking shit. Right? All you're going to get anyway is stupid fucking sugar-filled garbage for yourself anyways. I'm not going to fucking push your cart around. You can do it on your own. And, uh... There's a picture, uh, a sticker on this light post... I don't know what the hell's going on there, but it looks like uh, looks like somebody's flicking off a bird. I don't know why. I don't think that's the Burnsville symbol. Anyway, 
So, that's about it as far as my ranting goes for today. I got my blood pressure up enough. So I'm going to sit here, I guess, a little bit longer and uh, see what's going on. And we'll find, maybe uh, maybe I'll come back, uh, maybe I'll have another uh, episode for, uh, and I don't, no one's ever going to listen. Actually, that's right, I was recording this, so I was going to send this to you, Mariah. But I don't know, I don't know if I should send it to you, because I'm kind of just yipping and yapping about nothing. But I think that... Uh, you know, of the dozens and dozens, probably hundreds of these recordings I've done about various things, like the ones that always get me the most upset is the ones where I talk about him. <laughs> that feeling of being stuck. I don't know, but I'm going to bounce. 37 minutes I've been sitting in this car. Probably about a minute or two longer than that because he was, uh, he had gone before. Some chicks next to me vaping. Big, big, huge vape pen on that one. Oh, here he comes, I think. Is that him? Never mind, that's not him. Anyway, I'm out of here. I love you, baby.